and welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connie to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news, and hopefully a few laughs along the way. This week, we're reviewing Pokemon and Scarlet's first piece of DLC, the Teal Mask. That's it. That's the episode, because I think it's safe to say, Connor, we have a lot to say about this i mean it's not like us to go rambling on for hours and hours about one particular topic uh especially one as uh brief as this i'm throwing anything in there uh, it's oh, fine okay. <laughs> it's, it's, fine. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good episode I, i'm looking I, forward to, i've been looking forward since wednesday to hear what you think about this we've purposely not had any conversations nope so that nope. this can be fresh which is always horrible because part of me is what, like, I always worry I'm going to go in and go with whatever it might be and go, that was the best thing ever. And you're like, that was you're terrible. You're an idiot. The flip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm always worried that, like, I'm going to have one, like, one viewpoint and you and all the listeners are going to disagree. But at the end no, of the day, no, no, we're no. all between individuals. The two of we, us, between yes. the two of us, we cover the entire fan base's collective opinions on this game. Yep. Which so, is amazing. So that we, we're, we're good to go. No matter what you say, it'll cover one half of the fan base. And whatever I say, we'll cover the other half. And if we agree, Maybe. well, then we know that everyone in the Pokemon fan base agrees with us. That's how this works. That's why that we is- do this podcast. That's why you listen at home. <laughs> I love that. Power, power. Right. We're going to do this in two halves. So we're going to start with a spoiler-free uh, review. Uh, just in case you are still playing it, in case you are on the fence about it. Uh, so there'll be no spoilers. However, later on, we will we'll give you fair warning that spoilers are coming. Uh, and then that will be full spoiler. The Pokemon that are in it, the story, the mechanics, like li- literally absolutely everything so let's start with the spoiler free side of things do do we want to start this by just giving i know we do poker poker hot or poker not but i want to save that towards the end i i think we need to do that in the in-between phase when we switch from in-between non-spoilers to spoilers i think that's the poker hot or poker not moment because yes you're recommending it then to people who haven't bought it yet or people who were on the fence Okay, I like that idea a lot. So, speaking of on the fence, you were on the fence for quite a while. So, I guess what tips you over the edge to go? Okay, the honest I'm, answer I'm to that it. question is FOMO. I had a real okay. fear of missing out. Um, okay. The game came out. I was actually up at two a.m. when it released in the UK. I wow. I, for I was actually playing Baldur's Gate at the time. That's been my little obsession for the last couple of weeks. Um, so I was playing through that. The game dropped. I saw, I think it was Burkeeper Toby was streaming at the time. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch it because I, I want to experience it. And at that point, I kind of clocked, well, if you want to experience it and you want to experience it fresh, then in all reality, with the circle of YouTube you are in, you need to get those games now, if that's the experience yep. that you want. So I debated it all the way up until I think about two three o'clock the next day so i spent 12 hours thinking about it and then finally decided no i want to go in i want to make my own opinion about the game i used a little bit of the youtube money that came through last month anyway so it's not like i bought it um and yeah yeah it was certainly an experience a brief one but an experience it was was definitely definitely experience i think the the first thing i'd like to address is that if you played Scarlet and Violet in, in any way and you were put off by the graphical limitations, 
if that is what turns you off from Scarlet and Violet, you will have the same experience, I feel, with the teal mask. Yeah, I think... Sorry, just to cut in there. Like, I think this is not going to change anyone's opinion on Scarlet and Violet. I think if you want to condense down a spoiler-free review, if you liked Scarlet and Violet and want more of it, this gives you that. If Scarlet and Violet wasn't for you, this is not going to save it. I think that is a really clear summary of this DLC because I think some people might have gone into the mindset of okay well they've had time now to kind of address some of the issues that were present in Scarlet and Violet and they 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 haven't unfortunately there are still this- horrendous frame rate issues which is really weird because I've actually got so the the I I played it three ways and I feel mm-hmm. like I need to I need to like address this because my experience across all three was different. So I played the first two and a bit hours handheld. Mm-hmm. The um second two no second hour on TV. Uh so uh, 4K TV docked and then I played the last three hours maybe um connecting it from the dock into my pc running a monitor so i got three different screen variations on it just like the main game i i i think it does run better on on handheld mode mm-hmm. i think that for whatever reason when it becomes docked it suffers because of it and See, when I now, was... is that gen- genuine question? Do you think that's because yeah. the flaws are less noticeable because it's on a smaller screen? Or do you think it's because it's not <clears> trying to push 1080p, that 720p screen that you're running, actually? I think it's both. I, I honestly think it's both. I think it's set... I, know, I know it's 720 when it's, when it's handheld, and obviously it's a smaller screen, and it's not trying to do it on my massive 42-inch TV, whatever, that, whatever, whatever it is. And when I was playing it and I was making notes, I've actually got a note saying... I think they've either improved the draw distance and the frame rate issues, or maybe because the map is noticeably smaller than the Paldea map, it's having to load less assets, and therefore it's better. However, then the further I got into the game, and when I was playing on TV and via my PC in the monitor, I suddenly realised, no, the issues aren't fixed, they're still there, I must have just had a good introduction to it because there were parts where at the start when you arrive on the island and you are in the first handful of areas and you are battling what i expected to see were you know a lot of the frame rate issues that you get in scarlet Vite with people like slowly jank you know janky up and down i didn't get that and i thought okay so something's changed here but then progressing through it suddenly those issues then came to came to light and i don't know if the starting area is just more compact and therefore it's not trying to maybe load as much or maybe there's not as much going on but by the end of it i i realized yeah this still has the same graphical issues that we that that we bought up in our scarlet violet review and we had issue with in that review there is still popping of characters i had that even in the opening uh, area oh, granted though i played the whole thing on tv i played the whole thing okay. docked so i had pop in on the original area i had uh the character frame rate being not great was most noticeable to me when you go to the festival for the first time 
and you see them mm-hmm. fanning themselves. That was like two yes. frame fanning back and forth, which looked really janky. Um, and when you're at the top of the Oni Mountain and you've got the Crystal Lake, as soon as you look at that lake, drops to 10 FPS. Interesting. Okay. And, and it's, it's I've, weird. Seen, I've, I've seen footage of people like lagging for like three seconds trying wow. to look at that lake. See, I had no issues with that whatsoever. Okay. It's so bizarre that because I I discovered that off the maybe this was it. I I went I I explored that area at the start when you're not supposed to or when mm-hmm. it's not critical to the story. And I got to the top. I was like, oh, this is like this is beautiful. It's running really well. So I didn't have any issues with that. But again, I was playing handheld at that point. I wasn't playing dock. So I think there is some limitations with when you when you decide to dock it it's trying to upscale it there's more graphical elements going on which lead to the frame issues that we that we know about i mean if if you want to know more about our thoughts on that side of it i'll probably say go back and listen to the scarlet and violet review because all the criticisms that we had there in terms of the graphics are present here mm-hmm. i don't want to spend most of this harping on about the graphics mainly because it's I, it's I, the same game it's 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 an addition yeah. to the same game so yeah. that that's fair yeah let's i think the the next thing i would like to touch on and, and you, <laughs> you you mentioned it at the start is the length of this now i'll because, I'll, 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 I'll head up this and say that part one of sword and shields dlc the storyline was about two and a half hours this game, however, is only about four and a half. Okay. That, that was my experience of it. Now, to be fair, I am somebody who went in and just played the story. I had my Pokemon. I started around levels sort of my mid-60s. I had some just tipping in 70. So I had no issue. I had to train up or anything like that. Um, so I just blitzed through the story because that's what I was interested in. That's what I came yeah. here for was the story. And... What what that offered me was four hours of content, the vast majority of that being dialogue. Mm-hmm. How long did you spend with the game? Uh, I've probably spent about eight hours with the game okay. now. So I completed the story, and then as I was doing the story, I did a few odd little things that you can do. I have completed the Pokedex. Um, but most of those Pokemon I could transfer from home, which is another thing that transferring from home is an absolute nightmare because if you've got them in certain boxes in a particular order and you're having to bring them in and then you have to load up the game, register in the Pokedex and go back into home and transfer them over, that's something that needs addressing because it's an absolute pain to do. Um, completing the Pokedex, if you've already got those Pokemon, you transfer them over, really doesn't take that long. Um, and imagine if you were trying to complete the Pokedex from scratch, um, it might take a bit longer, like Connor, and we'll go into a bit yeah, more. Yeah, we're going to have to. <laughs> I think that counts it, as it, non-spoilers. It's in the first I, town. You don't need, we're not going to explain what happens on the quest, but no, we'll get I, into I'd that agree. I, Yeah. Um, so, and in terms of the Pokedex, there's, there's, um, not spoilers to say how many Pokemon are available. No, right? there's there's 200 Pokemon in Kitakami that you can catch. Yeah, but half of them are, are carried over from the Paldea decks. So you've got an extra 100 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Four with. of which are the Loyal Three and Ogrepon. You've then yep. got uh, 
uh, I still hate its name. Pol- Polchageist. Polchageist and... Sinistri, or however you pronounce it. Yeah, it does <laughs> It does have a sinistry form, or a, a sinistry looking form. We'll go into that more in spoilers, I think. And... Yeah. One other new Pokemon? Which we which we will tell you because it, it's been revealed. We've spoken about it. Has it's it been revealed? Appling's, it's Appling's evolved form. It's oh, Diplin. sorry. Yes, sorry. You have Diplin, and then you have one other new Pokemon. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that is... We'll address that no spoilers, spoilers because I, do, I don't think there's anything we can say about that Mon. Yeah, that's not spoilers. That's um, no, not spoilers. Okay, but what, what I but, think we but, we... but what you need to know is there's one more. There's one yes. more new Pokemon that hasn't been revealed yet to you. That's that's yes. it. That's all you're getting. So if you're thinking you're going to pick this up and there's going to be lots and lots of new Pokemon that are Kami-specific, no. No. Which, to be fair, the the Isle of Armor only had... Had Slowpoke in both of its evolutions. Yeah, sorry. You know, you're right, yeah. Uh, and had both the had, Yeah, and whatever. Kubfu. Kubfu. Oh, yeah, Kubfu. Yeah. Kubfu? Um, yeah, that's about right. And that was it, wasn't it, for the Isle? So the Isle of Armour actually had less... Six. Six. Yeah, so um, this, this one... Yeah, okay. So yeah, you do okay. get... But I, I guess for, for, for me, the, 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 it depends on what is going to draw somebody to a game. Because some people, you know, like the story. Some people like a challenge. Some people like it's a brand new area or brand new game. And I've suddenly got a wealth of new Pokemon to experience. If that's you and you enjoy that... You might be a little bit disappointed because outside of the one Pokemon that is new, the rest of them you will have seen in promotional, uh, you know, videos and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, if you want to go into this, go if you know if a handful of Pokemon is enough for you, um, then I think you you might enjoy those Pokemon because I I think they stand out a lot and they have a lot of character. I don't know if you agree with that. Yes, no, I see. I see what you're saying there. Um, they're interesting. I wish, especially, uh, yeah, especially with the main four, with the loyal, mm-hmm. with the loyal three and Ogapon. I actually wish we got more from them than we did, which is saying a lot yeah. considering they're the entire story of this game. Yeah, it does. It, like we we get. Again, no spoilers. We get a whole backstory for these four mm. Pokemon and what the legend is. And then nothing really comes of it, if that makes sense. Like, <sighs> they don't ever act how they're set up to act. I Yes, I, I actually agree with that a lot. Now, now that you've mentioned it, it is the... This game is because, very good at telling you stuff without yes. ever showing you any of it. Yeah. And that's it what re- I feel. This 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 DLC could have very easily been a comic book. I can see this, that. This, this DLC could have very easily been, at least for the story, a, a movie. And I think it would have performed better oh, and wow. come across better as that than as a game that I'm supposed to be interacting with and experiencing. Because here's the thing. This game failed as an RPG for me. Okay. Because there was a very specific point in the game 
where I was no longer in control of what was happening. I yep. couldn't I couldn't make the decision that I wanted to make, the very obvious decision I, that I, you I should what, do. Yes. Agreed. And it doesn't and it doesn't give you the option for it. It yes. does that classic Pokemon of say these two things that mean the same thing. And it's like, no, I yep. don't want to do that. I don't want to have a liar reveal plot. Yep. I just want to be a good person because I'm playing yep. Pokemon. Yeah. Th- this it, po- Pokemon has always suffered from the the illusion of you can play it your way. Mm-hmm. And Scarlet and Violet was the first time where it was more than ever you can play it your way in terms of there are 18 things to do and you can do them in the order that you want. Was it as smooth as it should have been? No, but you could you could theoretically go off and do the last thing first. But all the dialogue options throughout Scarlet and Violet made zero impact on the game. And for the most part, I can forgive it because what the characters were doing and saying aligned with what me as the player wanted to do. This game, there is a very clear point where what the characters are doing is not what I want to experience as a player. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing it going... And it and it breaks the immersion for me because what's the point in having this nameless, face faceless, voiceless character mm-hmm. who is just an, an avatar for what you want to do if it doesn't give you the free will to make the decisions that you want to make when that's what the story is pushed towards. Yeah. And it forces you down a path that you don't want to go down. And this is supposed to be the open world Pokemon game. And, you know, you bring up a good point that Scarlet and Violet had the three main story paths. This has one. This has one story path. You get dragged by the nose around the region. And, you know, you could say, well, you don't have to. You can go off and do your own thing. It's like, yes, you can. You can go and catch Pokemon. But that's also kind of it. I I looked for what you can do in this game. There is <laughs> there's not a lot. <laughs> there's not a lot. You can take you can chase two rich people around at different yep. locations and they'll give you lots of money for it. You can do one side quest which is the photography section which I'm really oh. really annoyed at and I want to bring it up because yeah, I was looking forward to this and I've not been able to experience it yet because okay. they lock it off behind 150 Kitakami Pokémon caught and registered. Which again, yep. if you've completed your Paldean decks, it's 50 Pokemon you've got to catch. And if you're super into catching Pokemon, that's fine. But I don't, and this is going to sound really counterintuitive, I don't play Pokemon to catch Pokemon. I think it's the least interesting part of the game, especially at this stage where it's throw a quick ball, oh, a quick ball didn't yep. catch it. Yep. Okay, I guess I'll just sit here and tank damage until it stays in an Ultra Ball. There's there's no interest there for me. That's not fun gameplay. I'm here to do the battles, take part in the story, make different decisions, and do things that way. So I was really looking forward to this photography segment, mainly because I thought it was going to be a whole new thing you could just do. And it's not. It's a very small portion of a side quest. And really the only bit that you actually do anything in. There's a battle at the start and a battle at the end. The battle at the end is pretty cool. Okay, so I, I think we just need to 
Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll finish one more thing, right? And the other thing you can do okay. is you can go around and you can find these people who are called the uh, clan of the ogre. Mm-hmm. The ogre clan of Kitsukami, who are actually yep. decent trainers. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's th- it. There is, the, the, sorry, I, I just need to add this. There, mm. there is two other things you oh, can go do. On, then. So there, and, and th- this is terrible. There is a lovey-dovey couple who want to see a Pokemon. That, I, I kid you not, that is one of the side quests. That's, which, that's, that's not sure, a side quest. You don't go anywhere. No, you don't okay, do no. anything. And the other the other thing you can do is the um, Machi Ogre thing. Oh, yeah, where you, you're right. So you've got that. Which so is, I just need to be, yeah, be no. completely fair with all that. Um, in terms of... so So... Just before, because I do want to move on to the photography side of things, but I think that we need to wrap up the playability aspect of this DLC. If you are looking for something that will take you, you know, if you're looking for something that you can complete in 10 hours, this this is right up your alley. I'm eight hours in and I have literally all I need to do now is the, the ogre thing because you can get a quite a good uh award reward at the end of it that i really want um so i've got that to do i've got a few more poses that i want to unlock simply because then i've got them um there's a couple of pieces of clothing that you can get and i'm pretty much done that i'm done i'm done i can't believe i'm saying that like i'm done it is it has been out for as of recording this what I, I've, I've played it for less than 24 hours. I think that's the fairest way to say it. I've played it for less than 24 hours, and I'm practically, I've practically completed it. I haven't rushed it. The only thing that I could, you could argue that, well, y- yes, you could have got longer playability out of it is by catching the Pokemon rather than transferring over. If that's how you want to play, that's absolutely fine. I don't want to spend another 10 hours catching Pokemon that I've already caught in multiple playthroughs and bring and you know I, I'm just going to bring them over because for me that's the that's the smart way to play. So in terms of length, ten hours for what fifteen pounds? I mean, no, it's thirty pounds. I I know it's only half the DLC, and we're getting the other half yeah. later. But no, right but now, now the experience you're yeah. getting is costing you thirty pounds. Yeah, and the, the I, whole game is a it's a ninety dollar game. It's an eighty pound yeah. game now, and it's it, yeah. So in in turn, if you're expecting you know value for money, this is something that will you know you've fully complete Scarlet and Violet, and you're thinking okay, I need something to get me back into the game until the next piece of DLC drops. This isn't it, unfortunately. This will this might make you go, oh yeah, it's good to come back to Scarlet and Violet, but I can guarantee you within a week of completing it outside of maybe if you shiny hunt or do raids which if you're not, not doing now this is not going to start making you no no it's not either because um because if people were i don't think this is a spoiler because we're not we're, we're talking about something that isn't in the game not something that mm. is in the game so obviously one of the great things about the dlc for sword and shield even though it was introduced in the second dlc was the Dynamax raids. Uh, for I did see a few people speculating, would we get something similar in this? No. The, the, you've got normal raid crystals spread across the, you know, Kitakami. That's it. Like, there's no, there's no extra raid 
you know, there's gameplay, whatever you want to call it. There's there's none of that, unfortunately. Okay. So in terms of value, do you, there's do a lot you there. Think, so we will say the ogre popping berry game thing. Yeah. You you've nearly completed that. You've done it on most of the difficulties now. No, I've only I've done I've done easy. I think twice and i've only played solo i haven't played with other people okay so i played the one section in the game where you have to and kind of wrote it off it wasn't for me um i see what they're going for as a mini game it's fine but it's not it's not worth the price of entry (laughs) it's it's not gonna it's not gonna sell the game for me you know when stadium came to um switch online there were people arguing like no 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 the mini games in there are actually worth it yeah you can't you can't complete the main story because you really need to trade your pokemon and not use rental teams but there's mini games that are fun i don't think anybody's going to be saying that about ogre popping i mean like oh no no you need to get it for this it's it's fine it's fine for what it is it's very simple um i don't think it introduces too many new mechanics like that's the other thing as well this game feels very much like it's more interested in setting up the next part of the DLC than yes. actually being its own game. Because on, honestly, like the introduction to so the, the, so you, you the the way it works is basically you you get a phone call that leads to okay we're going to Kitakami and you meet somebody who you think is going to be a bigger part of the story than they actually are. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I thought... I honestly thought from the two pieces of DLC, the way it was set up is everything that happens in Kitakami would lead into the 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 second piece of DLC, and it'd be this massive through line of this story continues. And I don't think it does. I think there are certain characters that might continue. Well, we know but, full well that the two main traveling companions yeah. do. They 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 are from they Blueberry are. Academy. Okay. They do go there. And okay. it is very much hinted at the end that one of them will play a very significant role in the next game. Which in the I, next game, in the next part of the DLC. Part. Okay. Yeah. Let's should, should we let's touch on the characters then that mm-hmm. we get introduced to so the 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 three that i think most important what people want to know about is the three people that you know come with you from your academy in the paldea region um one of them drops they don't have one point they don't i was gonna say they do not have (laughs) names they don't they are that replaceable that they don't even bother giving these three individuals names like and i and I can kind of understand why they didn't bring, you know, Penny, um, Arvin, and Nimona, because I feel like they might have overshadowed the new characters. But honestly, I think I would have preferred that to what we got. And I think that some of the new characters that in- were introduced would actually benefit from learning from Penny, Arvin, and Nimona. Mm-hmm. I-, I think they... they- they dropped the ball there. They really could heart of had these new characters be almost a foil for what came before where similar circumstances, different outcomes. Now, that being said, do you not think that we're going to bring 
Carmine and Kieran to Paldea with us when we return to Area Zero. And then so. and then all five of them are going to meet up. Uh, first part, yes. Second part, no. Okay, interesting. I, I on, honestly, if if this was in the hands of a better developer, I, I tell would us how you really them, feel. <laughs> yeah, like I would see them like bringing these characters together and really fleshing them out, and and they don't and. It's re it's really disappointing because I still maintain we got really good characters in the DLC. But like I I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if we did. So Carmine okay. is unlikable, and she doesn't really ever redeem herself properly in my eyes. I think she's okay. she she becomes more friendly towards you, but mm-hmm. I don't think she ever actually becomes likable. Okay. She did make me a liar, though. So I, maybe I hold did that make against you a her. Liar. Kieran starts off okay, and then his character arc, or half an arc, as they give him, just a it doesn't make sense for the story that they told. Mm. Yeah, and just makes me not like him by the end of it. Yeah, so I've now I, got I've I, now, I, yeah my two traveling companions now. I don't like. Which, yeah. which again, they did it with Arvin. Arvin started off as someone I didn't like. And then by the end of it, it's like, I get it. I love you. I want to protect my doggo friend. Penny is kind of a little bit shy. And then by the end, you realize, oh, actually, you're really smart and you're a bit obtrusive, but I get it. Nimone is a little bit full on, but by the end of it, you love her. This almost did the opposite for me. I started off going, Ah, oh, new people! I want to get to know. Don't come near me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have my old friends back? <laughs> a little bit, and it's it's a shame because yeah, that was one of the things that really held up Scarlet and Violet. As much as the gameplay um, lacked in some areas, as much as I have my problems with that game, I love the characters. I absolutely find the characters phenomenal. Even even where the mm-hmm. story breaks down for me, I think the characters hold it up. The characters didn't really do that for me here. But is that because we're getting half a story with them? Well, that's I can only but, I can only review what I have in front of me. Agrees, yeah, yeah. And there are very there's lots of things where you know set up for sequel occurs. You still have a fulfilling story. Yeah, it's. I, I think with my my thing, um, Carmine, Carmine frustrated me at the start because it was a character that. You, it's not an original character. You've seen this kind of person before in films, in manga, in anime, in Pokemon before. You know, that kind of... I don't know how to describe it. Like Xenophobic? Yeah, like, <laughs> I hate these people coming to my island where I was born and raised, even though I, I don't live here most of the time and I'm somewhere else. So I'm a massive hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I've got a younger brother who I'll push into doing things that he obviously is not comfortable with, but it's probably the right thing to give him a bit of a nudge. Maybe, actually, not as much as you do, but it is, you know, give him a bit of a nudge. And she does mellow out over the journey, but she only mellows out to you, yeah. not the other people. So your car, so 
I was going, okay, right, I, I kind of liked liked her character arc, but actually thinking about it, she didn't have an arc. She just got to knew me and realized, oh, okay, right, these people, they're not that bad. Like, people coming over here, it's fine. Um, and Kieran's arc went from, hey, this kid's really annoying, to hitting 100 miles per hour of, okay, we're going here. This yep. is interesting. Right, okay. Maybe, and and again, comes back to what we mentioned earlier of, it didn't have to be that way, but the story forces you to yeah. go that way. Um, and we can't say anything more without without spoiling it. Uh, Briar, so she's the the traveling teacher. Um, she she's not in this game. She's she's not in this DLC. No. She is here to go. Hey, did you know part two is coming? Do, do you know there's a thing yeah, yeah. in part two? You're like, she's hey, the, she's have you heard of Terrafagos? <laughs> oh, you, oh the, you've, uh, you've seen the, you've seen the announcements we've made, have you? Okay, well that's it. That's all I had to offer this situation. She's Bye. The, uh, She's the Nick Fury of Iron Man 1. <laughs> but yeah, instead of coming in the post credit scene, she comes at the very start. At the very beginning! <laughs> like, hey, by the way, by the way, there's stuff coming. By the way, let's go. Okay, have a good have a good time. See you later. I'm like, I was really disappointed. I'll see you um, halfway through to go, hmm, isn't it interesting that there's terrestrialization in Kit Kami? Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. Oh, answers? Wink, no. Wink. No. No answers. <laughs> No, this game is freaking DLC. <laughs> I'm here only for answers. I want the game that I bought yeah. to be finished. I've paid yeah. another thirty pound for answers to the game that I've already bought, and they're still not giving them to me. Still not giving them to you. Um, the, there's uh, there's there's two other characters. One one of which I like is pretty much a, a nobody. Um, it, it's the person you meet when you get to the first town who. Um, oh, the caretaker. The caretaker, like again, doesn't even give him a name. He's a bit of a nobody in the in the story. And then the final person is um, is the photographer Perrin, um, which has been revealed previously. I did like her character, but you barely see anything of her. Yeah, as I say, it's probably the only thing in the game I would classify as a side quest. Yes. I th- I think if you're going to say a quest has to get you from point A to point B and do things in between. Yeah. That's the only one that counts for me. Yeah, she's a di- she's a, she's a lovely character. I'd like to get to see more of her. And again, she yep. leaves at the end of her little side quest going, "We'll see each other again. I'm sure of it. Maybe we'll see oh. her in part 2." Yeah, and then never but only again. Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, exactly. Only Scarlet and Violet because we don't put characters with the odd exception in other generations. Let's let's touch on the photography mini game because. So did you? You didn't play it in the end. You watched. I watched somebody do it. Okay, because okay. Uh, because I couldn't. I didn't. You, you were locked out when I went over to uh, Kitakami because I played through Scarlet and Violet the way I play through all new Pokemon games. I catch the new Pokemon. I don't catch any of the old ones because I've caught them before and played with them before. So I catch the new ones. So when I came over to Kitakami, I had like 36 Pokemon registered in my decks. Wow. And okay. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not catching 120 Pokemon. No. no. Okay. So I, di- I did play the photography minigame. Uh, I remember when we had, we had a conversation on a previous podcast of... Pokemon Snap, if Game Freak were competent, Pokemon Snap wouldn't have a reason to exist. 
Yeah. Because... Es- especially in this, where the minigame itself is already set aside. You already get taken out of the open world. The Pokemon are already placed in there for you to go around a photo in this minigame. You take 10 photos, by the way. That's, that's, that's your lot. So if you were like me and thinking this was going to be a whole thing that you could do, no, you take 10 photos and you're done. I, I honestly thought what we were going to get was, hey, I'm Perry. Nice to meet you. Here's my photography book. There's 10 Pokemon that I'm looking for on the island. Could you help me out? And therefore, you've got a side quest to go out, use you know, use the Pokedex to try and figure out where they are. You know, maybe talk to people to find clues. Maybe figure out. Okay, so I needed a pseudo Wudo. Okay, well, it's going to be in either the forest or the rocky area. That's where I'm going to start my journey. You don't get that. What you get is we get one mini game. There are ten Pokemon in this area. Go and take the photos. And the Pokemon and... are all doing something really interesting because we've set this up right. No. So a lot of the Pokemon are standing there doing idle animations. The one Pokemon that does the most, I'd probably argue, is Hootoot, which actually flies. Mm. Um, and, and that's about it. And I think what... I wish... I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. If taking this out of the DLC meant we lost Perrin as a character, I think I would have preferred it. Because this game does not lend itself well to photography. Because okay. it's like, why don't you crouch to get close to the Pokemon? Okay. Oh, you can't you take can't pictures while your, pe- crouch. You can't, yeah, you can't take a picture while you crouch. Okay. And then I had multiple times where I took a photo this of the Pokemon. Is too hard. This is too hard this to do when you're, when, you, when, you, when you're crouched, yep. guys. You can't hold your phone up while Apparently you Apparently so. Your phone and- that floats. <laughs> the floats, yes, good point. And the fact that Legends Arceus had a stealth mechanic. And therefore, the camera functionality would have actually worked really well in that game because it's like, I'm crouched, I'm in the grass. And as far as I'm aware, in Scarlet and Violet, crouching in the grass doesn't actually hide you. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong there, but in, in this piece of DLC, when I was doing the crouching and trying to sneak up, it wasn't working. So, of course, there were times where I'd stand up and then the Pokemon would notice me. They would, they, it's not even like they're like, oh, no. It's seen me, and then they do some funny animation. No, they just do their usual, I've seen them, I run off, and I vanish into literally thin air. Yeah, to I my have... understanding of it, it's got, there's no stealth mechanic, it's a radius. Nope. If you get too close to the Pokemon, it runs away. Yep, yep. So crouching and, and things doesn't actually make any difference. It's, it's, it's terrible implementation. Um, and the camera mechanics, some, I, I had it where um, I took a, po- a photo of one of the Pokemon that was covered by bushes so mm-hmm. literally you could not see it and it's still registered i had one where i caught half of the pokemon because the other half was obscured still still got it i then had one which i thought oh that's close enough only to be told there's no pokemon in that shot you might want to double check there is in fact a pokemon in that shot the the photography mechanics in this game are terrible and it blows my mind that that's the case when literally we've had Back on the N64, we had a Pokemon snap mechanic where, okay, right, it's facing forward, you get more points. Oh, it's doing something fun, animated, you get more points. We had the Legends Arceus stealth mechanics, and then in this game, we've got a photography um, app, which is actually improved in this. Need to touch on that in a bit. I don't know if you noticed. So we've got these three pieces of functionality, 
and they're not brought together for this whatsoever. And what we get is a subpar Pokemon Snap. Like, to, like it, it blows my mind that they've done two Pokemon Snaps, and they they they've. T- I, I know it's a different developer, and they've taken no lessons from those games for this this and, photography. And here's the thing, though: you already have the camera with you at all points. Mm-hmm. So why in the open world Pokemon game am I not searching around the region for these 10 Pokemon? It, and here's how you do it. You say, oh yeah, I want a Sudowoodo, but I don't want a picture of just any Sudowoodo. I've heard of Sudowoodo that lives off in the woods at the top east-hand corner of the map because it does this. It does this particular thing. Or I want a picture of Sudowoodo pretending to be a grove of trees. And it only happens um, at night. You know, when we had Legends Arceus, where I, I, I want the Clefairies. I want the Clefairies that show out on the full moon to do their dance. That's what you go and take a picture of. Do you have to wait mm-hmm. for the full moon? Yeah, that's fine. But you know what you could do? Seeing as they've already added a tent, they've already added a tent, like, structure to the game or a model. Just go, okay, this is your photography tent. You can use this past time. Or or you, or you wait half an hour. Those are your options. I don't know why we don't have an option to pass time in this game. No, in a, in every other open world game that I think has ever existed, there's there a bed. Is some kind of there's a bed. Or literally, some of them is literally just you press a button. It's like oh, like Skyrim. You press a button. It's mm-hmm. like oh, how long do you want to rest for? Oh, I'll rest for five hours. Yeah, I'll rest so, until exactly seven p.m. in the afternoon. Like and yet in this, none of that. So unfortunately, as I say, it's a side quest, but it's not one where you go off and do anything. You go. Again, get dragged by the nose to a particular location, run around, take 10 photos in that one location, and then get the ending to that story. This could have quite easily given me a reason to go around the map. Because yep. you never go to... Um, there's a part of the map you don't actually go to. Top right-hand corner you don't go to, and the well, bottom you, right-hand you te- corner you, you don't. You technically do, because that's where the photography minigame takes place. But when you go there... It's all static, so it's not actually yeah. what's happening in the game. Yeah, and the, and the as you say, the bottom right, I don't think you ever go to, no. in, unless no. you unless you want to, which is fine. But you never have a reason to go there. And if I don't have a reason to go, there shouldn't be so, a part in your game where yeah. I don't have a reason to go there. Like when, so so, like yes, you don't explore the entirety of the the map in the story. I'm actually okay with that because. I don't want an open world game where I have to explore. I'm forced to explore everything. But do what Breath of the Wild did where, okay, I need to go from point A to point B. And before you've even got to point B, you've seen something over on the right-hand side of the map that warrants, I'm going to explore and look at that. The problem with this, just like in the mainline game, there isn't anything while you're running around that makes you go, that's an interesting statue. That's an interesting building. That's an interesting cave. Like, there's none of that. And the odd cave that you do find is literally, you know, you you drive in on your ride on, and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, that's over right. now. Yeah. That, there's that's there's one business. neat and, cave that runs up through the center of the mountain. Yes. I think it's Chilly Waters. That yep, When I found it. the first entrance, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. The mountain itself, the mountain itself poses an actual issue for me on the thing of it's, a cool design to have this big ogre-faced mountain at the center of your region. But mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues with Japan 
uh, I, like g- genuinely one of the biggest re- issues with Japan as a region is that there's mountains that run up all through the center of it. And it means that although Japan has a very large population, they all live right or a relatively normal sized population. They all live right on the coast or right at the edge of these mountains, which is why it feels so busy because so much of Japan is actually uninhabitable. And that's kind of the feeling you get in this game. You know, Paldea is a little bit rough because you have Mesagoza and then a couple of little villages dotted around. Mm. This you have a little village and nothing else. Yeah, agree. agree. And <laughs> the village actually is exactly what I wanted in the Scarlet and Violet is these little clusters of villages that feel lived in. And this actually, like, going through this village... I actually really enjoyed it because I got a bit, n- bit nostalgic thinking this is what I'd expect to have seen in the old Pokemon games where you get a small little village, you get five or six houses, you get people dottering about and whatnot. Don't get wrong, a lot of the assets are reused as of course they are, but it actually felt homely. It actually felt like, okay, this feels like it's lived in opposed to a lot of the areas in Scarlet and Violet where they don't feel lived in. They feel like, okay, let's just throw up a load of buildings and let's not even think about where the people live. Like, this actually felt like, oh, people live here. This is someone's village. This is where, you know, the, the, the two main characters were, you know, grew up and lived in. So I, I, I like that. But, like, say, the, the mountain. You have a mountain that's literally shaped like a kaiju's head that is massive. And it is so boring. It takes up so much of the map as well. And yeah. what's really upsetting, and I realize this playing through, is that... You have to have beaten Scarlet and Violet to play this DLC. You do, yes. Which means that you have to have all the functions on Coridon and Maridon. Yep. Which means that if you want to take the most direct path, it's the most boring thing in the world because you're going up the side of that mountain for the next yep. three minutes. Which doesn't even fully work all the time. Like, sometimes <laughs> you hit it, and instead of it grabbing on, it just slides slide down. down. But it's one of those that kind of seems cool on paper to have this big mountain in the center of your region that's shaped like this massive head and it just takes up space yeah there's a lake at the top there's two routes realistically you got one that you can follow up round to um the ogre den mm-hmm. or you've got the chilly waters way that's the only two ways through this mountain that i found or you got the side there's a lake at the top there's a forest in the top right there's some gorges which is just basically yep. a lake with some high ground. Yep. A grassland, a grassland, some rice fields, a lake. And then one of the points of interest is a barren land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's these, just what these are the barren fields. Yeah. Oh, you've, you're not going to find many people here. It's like, that's not a point of interest. That's just you not putting anything in your. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to it- find. No, it, it suffers from the same problem as Scarlet and Violet, where Scarlet and Violet was just empty. Like, the, the, you've got all these different biomes, but there's nothing within those biomes other than Pokemon, and that's not what I want. And, like, what... It's really frustrating because, like, the the mountain takes up... Like I say, it takes up so much room. It's so boring. There's nothing to do. It's not even clear on the map, like, how to get up to places. So you just kind of... Okay, I'll just rock climb, I guess, and just kind of try and figure out where right, exactly I'm supposed to go. Because the map's a bird's eye view. All you see is mountain. So you yeah. don't actually get to see any of these pathways through it. So navigating is a real no. pain. No. 
and, and and sorry, I, I do I do need to point this out because I know someone will point it out too, isn't it? I don't consider this a spoiler. There is basically like the six wonders of Kitakami yeah. or eight wonders of Kitakami, which is literally just a sign in front of something there. I've discovered two of them and they'll like luster to say the best. Um I don't think if you, I I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if most people playing this don't even know that they exist because there's no story related to them. There's no go out and find the you know the six wonders to find a Pokemon. It's literally just okay. What's the sign sticking out? This is one of the wonders of Kitakami. Why is this a wonder of Kitakami? It it is. There's nothing wonderful or amazing about it. It is. It, it's it's dull and and boring. Like honestly, like I. What? Yeah, so one of my criticisms with Scarlet Vite was the map was so big and there was so much to do. How do they then make a smaller map which with actually less feels to do. like there's, there's less to do? Like, I, 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 it blows my mind that, that that is what this map area has has come to, unfortunately. It's because let, in let, Scarlet and Violet, as much as the map was huge, there was at least 18 gyms you could take part in. Effectively. Mm. Whereas this, as I say, there's one story you don't really take part in the story. You, 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 you're dragged. You're dragged. And most, I say story, most of it is just people talking at you. Yeah. And then you fight the same two people over and over again. And then yep. you get one cool fight at the end. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 that. I, I know there's a couple of other beats in there, but I can't really yep. specify. No. That that final fight though, without without spoiling anything, is a really good fight. It's a really it, interesting mechanic. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Um and I actually wish there'd have been more fights like this in the game. Yeah. It because, it, it strikes me as one of those like similar to the Giratina fight from Arceus, it feels yeah. unfair and therefore enjoyable. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that no, I I completely I completely agree. And like for for me, like actually, let's jump into the challenge of this this game. Actually, so you went into this with what level seventy Pokemon? Did you say ish? Uh, mid sixty, early uh, mid to late sixties. So yeah. Okay, so you were on par with what you were facing then, weren't you? I guess uh, towards the end of the game. Yeah. So right. the game starts at sixty and ends around seventy. Yes. Whereas I went in with. A mix of between 80 and 100. To be fair, the level 100 Pokemon is my Gallade, which is a full swipe monster. It's mainly for catching. I don't really use it. But like, there wasn't much of a challenge in this, despite the fact that I the six Pokemon I chose, and one, as I said, is a full swipe mon. I had three that I think were weak to fire. Like I, I Basically, I bought in the team that I have been grinding in order to solo raids, so they're not balanced in any way. The EV spreads are all over the place, so they should uh, you know, be not taking much damage and, and fainting. And yet, outside of a handful of fights, there wasn't a challenge, unfortunately. And to address what I think most people might be wondering, um, there's... there's no level scaling, no. which I I didn't expect them to do. I I, I really didn't like that. That wasn't for me like a point where I thought they would implement it because I knew they wouldn't. But I was still disappointed. I I'm just at least glad that it wasn't okay. We're going to Kitakami. Oh, by the way, everyone's level forty. We we actually got you know levels that were at least some at least somewhat challenging when you had to fight mons that you 
hadn't fought before and therefore you don't know strengths, weaknesses and, and, and all that. So, so here's yeah. the thing. The Isle of Armour scaled. So we, it depend, did that depend on if you'd completed the game or not? No, it, it scaled to your okay. highest level Pokemon. Did it? In your party at the time. Right. Granted, you could do that at any part of the game. So you okay. you could boot up Sword and Shield and go immediately out to the Isle of Armor. Mm-hmm. This you do have to beat the Pokemon League to go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it it it's really odd as well because, as I say, you fight the same two people over and over and over again, and they start off with level sixty centrets. Yeah. And it, and and then by the next fight, they've evolved into a ferret, and it's like, okay, why did you why have a level just... sixty centret? Oh, you're yeah. you're one of the best trainers around here, are you? Okay, sure, 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 buddy. Let's go with that. And I think, yeah, it's it's yeah, the the battles, most of the battles are like luster because they they're just they're just slowing you down from experiencing the story. And I know the battles are meant to be part of the story, but I'm just getting sick and tired of these fights in Pokemon games where it's like. Oh, you really are that good? Yeah, because I've completed the game and I'm carrying around level eighty odd Pokemon. Like, what? What do you expect coming at me with three level sixty Pokemon that are not evolved? Like, I'm not some prodigy. You're just rubbish. <laughs> and like, it's really infuriating that like that is where they keep going with these trainers with these rivals. It's like make them scale, please, just for that challenge, so that when they do lose, they actually go, "Oh, I was good, but you're just better." Rather than Oh, I'm actually terrible because I thought I could win this, and you, you're just like overpowered. Yeah. Um. I mean, the two the two traveling companions, Carmine and Kieran. You kind of they're supposed to grow, and therefore their teams grow, and it's a lovely idea, but doesn't make a lot of sense actually in context because yeah. we're starting at level sixty because we're already supposed to be like I'm a champion. Don't step to me. (laughs) 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 Unless you're something real good. Like you're supposed to go to this Blueberry Academy that is all about battling. That's what we teach over there. Yeah, we're real good. And this is my town. You stepped into my town. Take my Vulpix. (laughs) Sit down. Just just sit down. Just like, no. Right. We've... We're coming up to an hour and we're not into spoilers yet. So I, I kind of want to wrap up the, the spoiler section. So there's a few things I just want to bring up. One is the improvements to the photography system. I mm-hmm. know I hopped on about how terrible it is. It's still terrible. They have made improvements. You get the selfie stick, which is nice. You you can play music while you're taking the photos. Fantastic. A couple of extra animations and stuff. Yeah, nice little things to have. I don't think they're selling the game to anyone. Um, I... I you know, it's just there, it's nice, fine, whatever. But annoyingly, whenever the game does its usual, let's take a photo together, let's take a selfie, you don't get to take the selfie. It's just like it did when you beat one of the 18 of things in Scarlet and Violet of, oh, someone else is taking the photo for you, negating mm-hmm. the point of having, you know, that selfie stick. Fine, whatever. Uh, I, I do have to give them some praise. The music in this, I think, is really good. I oh, see. There was um, only one track that stood out to me. Uh, okay. The loyal three tracks stood out to me. That sounded okay. good. Ever, other okay. than that, I noticed how little I was noticing it. 
Okay, there was two that I really enjoyed uh, on top of that. One is the actual um, battle music, and then the music when you're at the top of the mountain as well. But I think we'll go on to spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll come on to that in, in spoilers because there's a reason why I really like that. Um, they didn't just reuse the pit stops from Scarlet and Violet, so you know they could have done something a bit lazy there. I'm glad they didn't. Um, no, but are there are there actual Pokemon centers around the map? Or is there just there's, the one in town? Just the one. There's just the one in town. So that really cool idea that they threw in, so that you could travel around and not worry about <laughs> yeah. having a, being too far from a Pokemon Center. That's that's gone. That's gone. There is literally just the one here. Which um, again, this is this is end game content. So you already have all the revives and potions in the world anyway. That you need, but it's not yeah. the point. <laughs> no, no. Um, one one thing that I, I, I think I would like uh, to bring up is that when they do some of the story reveals, they do them in a way that felt very high quality, felt very Breath of the Wild to me. So when you're looking at certain things and what they could have done is just literally, it's the black box and the mm-hmm. black box just A, 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 A. And they don't do that. They do bring a creative way to kind of show, we're going to tell the story. You're going to want to pay attention to this. It's not just black boxes. It is, oh, this is a little bit engaging. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're allowed to talk about that. So there's, okay. uh, there, there's the legend of the Loyal Three, and then we get more in-depth knowledge of that story at one point in the game. And it reminded me of the Poltergeist trailer that we got. In a very similar way, they had that sort of Japanese-style projection show. It's done in that style. And yeah, it's a very cool way to give a long exposition dump. And it is a long exposition dump because the yeah. character who tells you it goes, hey, this is a really long story. Are you sure you want to hear it right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Which a cool I, I, story. Again, yeah. Ask some more questions than it answers. Yeah, like you, you, you come into the story. Like I, I, I honestly thought the story we were going to get is here's the loyal three in Ogre Palm, and as you do this story, your the, the other characters are just like, oh, it's all about these four. But you, with the knowledge that you've gained from playing the base game, are connecting dots yeah. to, oh, okay, no, 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 the, the, there's a story going on here, and it is important, but there's a bigger story that you guys aren't aware of, and this is this is like what is happening, and there's there's none of that. No, Ogapon's terrestrializing masks that we saw in the yeah. trailers, it's not really explained. The best we get is that the masks were made, and the crystals that were in them came from another region. That That is what That's I got actually from all, the, yeah. all All the information we get. Yep, uh, that that that's it. Uh, with that, unfortunately, in terms of other things, I, I think I actually think that this um, this piece of DLC would have actually benefited from forcing you not to have your ride Pokemon um, and actually force you to explore it in a specific way. I think I think it would annoy me because I'm like, well, I've, I, I just let me climb the mountain. But I think it would have been a case of okay, it's a smaller island. So you don't need to go up there, but there's more to do around this mountain, and then the mountain is almost the end game, a bit like Legends Arceus. I feel like I would have preferred that. So because- there's an argument for Maridon can't stray too far from 
the Area Zero and the Terrestrial Crystals for reasons unknown to us at this point. Yeah. You get there, you explore the land, you find out actually there's Terrestrial Crystals here. Okay, well, I'll get somebody to send Maridon over to you once you've beaten the story. It's going to take a little yeah. bit of time. That time happens to be how long the story takes. Yeah. So that because you he- do wander around. I mean, I still yeah. spent most of my time flying anyway. But it yeah. would have definitely made... Yeah, removing the option to climb straight up the mountain and see the most boring route. Yeah. Because then it would have stretched the DLC out of... Rather than me just going, well, I'm going to hop on Maradon and pop up here and it's done. It's like, okay, I have to actually wander up the side of the mountain. And therefore I see you know, villages or whatever down there. I'm like, okay, well, I'll pop a destination marker. I'll go there later on. Oh, there's Pokemon here that I haven't seen before. Rather than you're just skipping sections of, of exploration because well, I don't need to explore because I can just hop on Maridon and, and, or Crydon and uh, the, the, you can pop up. It doesn't is, incentivize exploring. No, it, it doesn't, which is strange because when you actually get to the island or wherever it is, it's not an island, um, like, you can't actually use your ride Pokemon for the first part. It forces you to walk, but then you can't skip past, I don't know if you tried, you can't skip past the first hub. Yeah. Like, if you try to go too far right or left, it's like, no, I better go here first, and then it kind of forces you to do yeah, that. Yeah, it did that exactly. And it's a shame, because Scarlet and Violet, some of the most fun I had in it, was right at the very beginning, before I even got my ride Pokemon, I found that little um, spot where you can stand on one edge of the cliff and you throw a Pokeball across the other and then you start a battle and you get teleported over there. And then I ran around the whole region on foot. It was some of the most fun I ever had with the game. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go. Stop. Stop going off where you want to go. Do the story. (laughs) And I think that just shows you exactly what this DLC is all about, really. Yeah. Let's. So um, before we rate it, Poker hot or poker not? Okay, I just want to reveal some of the ratings that I've managed to find online. Some oh, of the wow. bigger, some of the bigger um, news outlets and, and game news outlets haven't actually reviewed it, and I can kind of understand why. Uh, but Games Hub gave it a four four stars out of five. Tech Raptor gave it an eight point five out of ten. And a website called Video Games, like Fair Play, getting that domain, mm-hmm. um, gave it a seven out of ten. How do you feel about those reviews? I think they're very, very high for what what is provided. Very generous. Um, And that's coming from someone who has been very vocal, and I have been very vocal about the fact that Scarlet and Violet kind of isn't my favorite Pokemon game. I think it lacks in a lot of areas that earlier games had, and that is an issue. But, and I've stuck with this from the very beginning, and I still stand by this statement now, it's not a good game, but it is a fun game. Yes. I don't think I had fun with this DLC. I had fun to start with, but then once I realized the lack of scope, it suddenly took some of the magic out of it, and it went from, oh, I can't wait to explore all this, to... I can't wait till I've finished exploring all this because then I don't have to touch it again. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm saying that because the Isle of Armour kept me around for longer than this. And this... I'm, I'm the Isle of Armour had more choice again. than this game. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, The Isle yeah. of Armour, which realistically only had one choice. Do you want the dark one or do you want the water Urshifu? 
had more choice in this game. The open world Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's it's that time. Before we move on to spoilers, Pokeheart or Pokenot? As it stands at the moment, it's Pokenot. I, I, I would actually recommend that people wait for the... For what I have to assume is most of the DLC at this point. Because we're going to Blueberry Academy. We're going to finish off whatever this story is. Then we get to come back to Paldea. There has to be... They they can't do all that in four hours. So this isn't really part They'll one. find a way. <laughs> I, I have to assume, and maybe this is just cope, which I'm really good at doing, I've realized, with Pokemon. Yeah. There has to be more to that than this provided. So yeah, at the moment, it's Pokenot. Okay. I, I, I'm in agreement with that. And like... There are things that I do like about this DLC, just like despite Scarlet and Violet not being in my top three, there are things I still liked about it. And there are things, there are things both in the DLC and the main game where I do like certain elements and the direction they're going with certain things. But as always with Game Freak, it's, you know, two steps forward, four steps back, one step slightly forward. It's like the absolutely bizarre. Um, it's such a shame because this DLC grabbed my attention to stop and I really enjoyed it and there were elements that I really liked but once you realise the lack of things to do it really hampers it and I've said this before like open world games don't appeal to me as they once did because I have limited amount of time to play but the good thing and I can't believe this the good thing about Scarlet and Violet was, it wasn't an open world where there was a thousand things to do. There was 18 things to do, a handful of other things. So it was an open world that was quite manageable for me. And yet, this DLC has even less. Like, it, it, it's, hamp- it's hampered by being open world. And I can't mm-hmm. believe I'm saying that. Like, it's, it, I literally would have preferred if they'd have just gone, okay, yeah, we, we're going to add on a little bit to the Paldea map and we're going to add a side quest and it's free. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, I, I would have been, uh, like, it would have actually, I wouldn't have felt robbed then, I guess is the, is what I'm trying to describe. Like, at the moment, like you say, you know, I haven't got the second piece of DLC, so technically I've paid, th- I say 30, my daughter paid 10, so I paid 20. <laughs> but and now we don't I feel know even if, worse. We, we don't know <laughs> if that's going to last until November or possibly even April, I think is the latest they've said they might release the next part. So I just don't think it's going to tide you over that long, guys. I and no, I think and I yeah. honestly think this might be a better experience if you play it through all in one go. Because you have to do Kit Academy yes. before you do Blueberry Academy. You have to. Yeah. And it makes sense because Yeah, the, because the story clearly leads on to it. Yeah. But that being said, I don't think I would wait until realistically, if you're if you're excited to play the DLC, I think you'd be better off waiting until Blueberry Academy or at least part two of this has a release date. Yeah. And you're maybe a week away. I think that's a yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, I think you would appreciate it a lot more because then that gives you a week to wrap up this piece, which is more than enough time. It really is. And you that shouldn't be the case, but it really is. Yeah, it's such a shame, really. Um, let's move into spoilers now. I you've think had your warning. You've had your warning. 
Is there a particular place you want to start with the spoilers, Connor? Okay, let's let's start on that story that leads into okay. the Bear Academy. Let's talk okay. about Kieran's villain arc. <laughs> Which, is, which? <laughs> which is what this is and it all starts off with that point we were talking about earlier when we're forced to lie to him for no good reason oh it 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 starts slightly before that you reckon and okay okay it's it's the part and i pointed this out when the trailer dropped there's a part where you see your character talking to um carmine and Kieran overhears outside the walls of his grandpa grandpa's house, and then it, there's a there's a shot where he clenches his fists. So that's yeah, the moment that's the, where that's he's the like, same point. Because it, well, yeah, because because yeah, you get told the you get told yeah. oh that's the mask. It's, it's after he's you get the, the twist, mask, and it's like oh by the way, Ogrepon's not the bad guy. The loyal the three, guy. the loyal three are actually the bad guy. It's a secret we've had passed down for generations. We are the people. We are the ancestors or sorry our ancestors are the people who made those masks mm. don't tell kieran w- why why yes like, he loves like, ogre pawn and and you know you know what annoyed me the most about that i would have actually been okay with lying to him if it was a case of listen we can never tell the people of this village the story because like it would it would just upend history and society we we cannot do it i but lie to him oh but by the way at the end we're gonna make that point absolutely irrelevant because he's told he's found out anyway he's told everyone anyway and everyone just goes oh, oh yeah is no, that, cool is that the case sounds yeah okay we'll, we'll fine yeah oh, come on. Uh, don't worry about it mate get, get back in here come on come on like you haven't <laughs> been forced for i don't know hundreds of years to live in a cave like like <laughs> like I, 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 you know what? Credit to, I, I've, I've said this before, like, rivals in Pokemon games typically are never identical. They always find a new way to do, you know, like, okay, how are we going to do this rival? Are they going to be angsty? Are they going to actually be more of a friend? Um, are they going to be snarky? Like, they, they, they find new twists on, on this. And granted, this is a version that we haven't seen before where you get someone who starts out shy and, in all intents and purposes, is just like this person that's rocked up is really cool, and I can't wait to be friends with them. To then see them develop into, hold on, you're not actually my friend. You betrayed me. You lied to me, and then this is where they end up. But they they do what they did in stars with, with Anakin Skywalker of oh nice little kid to oh psychopath killer. Like they just like there's no middle ground. It's not subtle. It is literally. Oh, this kid's really fun and really shy. To he's punching walls, he's running off, he's telling his sister to shove it. To yeah. like, literally, I'm going to redo my hair, and I'm but, the villain now. But all what? at the same point, he's convincing the entire town to forgive this Pokemon. Like yeah. he 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 won't he won't take part in the journey that you're on because he's jealous of the relationship that you have with his sister. He gets really annoyed about you lying to him so much, though, that he has this full villain arc. Yeah. And yet still goes and tells the town to put their xenophobic ways aside. And I don't use that yes. word lightly. This game, this, this DLC is about xenophobia. And yeah. just, like, overcoming it by going, should we not do that anymore? Yeah. Like, you can introduce something as really deep and quite troubling as that topic and just brush it off. 
It's said that Ogrepon and his master, who I assume died, I assume the loyal three came in and killed this guy's That's trainer. What, it's, it's never it's never explicitly stated, but it, it, it sounds like Ogrepon returns home one day, master's dead, and three of the masters have gone. Yeah. And he just goes John Wick on, on And the, he goes and the murders the loyal three. <laughs> Yeah, like that. That's basically what what happens. I'm like, okay, right, fair, fair. I get that. Like, Pokemon always does this weird thing where it implies things, but it never actually outright. Oh no, like, this straight up says he comes down and kills the loyal three. <laughs> that's why the, the that's why the village went. Oh god, no. <laughs> this this thing is a menace. <laughs> so like, so yeah, the, the the his his trainer, for lack of a better word, is died. Was killed, yeah. murdered. Yeah, um, um, it's it's interesting that none of these four Pokemon, Ogapon and the Loyal Three, come from Kitakami. Considering yeah. that's what the Kitakami story is based around, and they're all from outside of the region. Yeah, we don't know what region. Yeah. We have to assume. I think I was reading into it, and they say that they brought they brought the crystals with them. So the crystals that are in Ogapon's masks are yeah. from. The, the Ogre Pond's trainer. So does that mean they came from Paldeo? Or does it mean, and this is where I want to get into theory crafting ever so slightly for a moment. Okay. We 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 see um Briar talk about the fact that Blueberry Academy is in Unova. Yes. We know we're going there next, which means that Unova will have access to some form of terrestrialization. We know her story is around Terrapagos. We'll come back to Briar and Terrapagos in a minute. Ah, so there's already terrestrialization in Unova, technically, and Kitakami well, and Kitakami, from the way it looks to the way it feels, the region it takes part in is clearly close to Johto. And the fact that we have Perrin there, who is from, um, well, she says, she, well, she says she, she comes from what used to be Hisui, so that's yeah. Sinnoh. Yep. So we know, realistically, this is somewhere between Johto and Sinnoh. There's lots of Johto Pokemon kicking around. I think this could quite easily set up for us getting a Johto and a Sinnoh remake. I think it's kind of hit. I think the game opens itself to interpretations that yep. it could be hinting to either one of them getting a remake and it possessing terrestrialization in those remakes. I think they've opened the world up for that now. To yeah, say, hey, she... Terrapagos has gone here, there, and everywhere, and where it has gone, terrestrial crystals lie, and terrestrialization is possible. Because straight off the off the bat with Miss Miss Briar, while we're just on that point, like, so she, you get a phone call, you go to that, and she literally just goes, oh, yeah, I'm this, like, just flat out says, I'm the descendants of Heath. I want to go down to Area Zero. I filled in the paperwork. Oh, by the way, you know that book that had a load of cr- crossed out, you know, you know, redacted lines? Oh, here's the full thing. Yeah, with, here's with the original terrible... copy. Yeah, and, oh, by the way, like, I, I basically want to bring ter- terrestrialization to other regions. So straight off the bat, it, it is a case of, okay, so they're trying to open the window for terrestrialization can appear in other regions, potentially. Whether or not they do that? I, I wouldn't be surprised I, if they locked it down at the end of the next part. I think that's what they'll do as well. I, I think that they've thrown in that line because then you can still do it in Kitakami. You can do it in, in you know, Univer. And then after that, I'll be a case of, oh, something happens. You can't do it in any other region because it was the, it was the gimmick for Generation 
nine. Yeah, I really wouldn't be surprised if it was a case of, oh, I want to use I, evil villain time. So you've got Briar and probably the Chancellor of Blueberry Academy who work together. They're going to hunt down Terrapagos, and their plan is just to bring terrestrialization to the entire world. Little do they know by utilizing Terrapagos' power that much, it bursts up all these crystals all around and it starts destroying the landscape and ruining the Pokemon and things like that. It was overwhelming. And let's face it, we've already seen Terrapagos kill a guy. Um, depending on which game you played, it killed the professor. That's still my Jeez. head cannon. That's uh, okay. still my head cannon. We know the okay. professor died. We know there are people who argue that they think it's the Coridon and Maridon when they, two, when those two were fighting, the professor died there. I yep. don't read it that way. I read it as uh, found a Pokemon, tried to control its power. It was too much for it and perished. And in that area, in that base where that journal is found, it's all covered in crystal. It is. So I think, my, uh, my assumption has always been that Terrapagos killed the professor. Yeah, I think until they lock that down, that I think you're right. That is open to interpretation. I don't think, I don't think there is enough evidence one way or the other to confirm to concrete, concretely confirm one of the two ways. I think, like, I can understand the people that go, yeah, like, the professor died saving your Maradon Karadon from the, the other version. But like you say, there is evidence to point to, it might not have been that Pokemon, and the crystals is, like, you know, the, the, the Terra crystals is, is a very key point there. I think... I think you're onto something there with Miss Briard not being all that she seems. I, I honestly do feel like... There is in there is enough elements of her character, both in terms of design elements, things she says, and there's a couple of musical stings as well that make me think, okay, she isn't all she's pretending to be. And I think you very much might be onto something that actually she is uh, becomes an antagonist in the next. I, I think part it's very the much the, ro- it's the rose route. It's I have good intentions, yeah, but go the wrong way about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's so we we've we but on the note of briar she shows up at the beginning to tell you hi yep. i'm the descendant of heath she shows up about halfway through to go hey these crystals at the bottom of this lake they're like terrestrial crystals aren't they wink wink that's that's it that's all she does and i think she even leaves she leaves she, before you. So, so the <laughs> chaperone taking these kids to an entirely different region just ups and leaves. It's like, oh, you guys she, will be fine. She, I trust you. You've proven you've to me that you can yourself. look after yourselves. Could you imagine that being a teacher and taking a bunch of high schoolers to a theme park and then just going, you know what? You went on a load of scary rides, so I think I think you you can make it home. See you later, I'm off. Like, what? See, like, you know- say that. But I did go to Japan with my school. And my Japanese, all of the teachers who were with me at the time, because we separated off into a little group, and there was a couple of teachers with us, they were like, no, we're going to stay in the hotel. If you boys want to go out for food, you go out, you turn left, and you'll find all the food stuff. Go, go off on your own. And then she turned to me and went, and Connor, don't go right. Because if you'll, fi- if you'll go right, you'll find the Yakuza. And they will stab you. <laughs> very specifically to me i was like why me and she's like you know why you <laughs> that was it so yeah no i absolutely could see this granted they didn't leave they didn't just go home 
Oh dear, that's, that's hilarious. Right. Um, what did you think of the twist? So the 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 twist is oh these three Pokemon you know Okie Dokie uh, Fez and Dippity and Monkey Dory, Monkey Dory yeah um are actually the villains and Ogapon is actually the good guy did you did you see that coming I didn't no no um who I think it worked though is the real question because they're just played straight up as villains which I don't think is as strong with that twist because they never play it off. And this is what I mean about like the characters are supposed to be sneaky. They're supposed to come down from other regions. They're hunting down these masks. They're hunting down the terror crystals mm-hmm. inside them. They want them. They're supposed to be villainous. And instead they show up as a group, kick him while he's down take their masks and run off and just stand at the edge of the region. And it's one of those, again, where the game tells me all these cool character things, but never shows me any of it. Yeah. I I think I like the twist. I think it's a good twist. I think it's poorly implemented, though. Yeah. I, I, that, that's, my, that's my issue with it. And it feels like earlier on when, when we spoke about um, when they want to present the the key pieces of information in this piece of DLC they have when you're looking at the signs you know you press A they've changed the music and you know the A button now makes like this this like jingling sound and like and then they've got the other version where it is like an animated version like the pulchit poltergeist thing where it's like black and white it shows them coming down to the village and all that like that should have they needed that for the reveal yeah, that's shown to you before we meet, even meet the Pokemon. Before they even come back to life, we find out that they were evil yep. all along. So yep. it it and that's why I think you feel it's poorly paced because it should have been a case of we meet these Pokemon, we've got Ogrepon with us, they jump him, yeah, and then run off, and then we have to sit there and go, well, hang on, what what's just happened here? Yeah, because we could have easily realized that Ogrepon wasn't as evil as everyone was making him out to be. We could have yeah. we could have figured that out by just maybe f- going up to fight him and then he doesn't fight us back. No, e- even better than that because like okay, right. So the the issue one of the issues we've got is like this this isn't your character's story. This is this is Kieran's story. It should yeah. have been Kieran's story. And what you should have had is almost Ogapon is is made it down to the village just innocently. The three the the legendary whatever they're called I can't remember what they're called. Like you work with them in a four v one kind of raid battle, to thinking, oh, we're the hero. We beat this this Pokemon with its massive terrestrialized scary face, and then after that, the three Pokemon steal the masks and leg it, and you suddenly realize I've been uh, duped. Oh, yeah, th- this this isn't what it's meant to be, and then you tie that in with the story of the villagers going, um, something's not righty like we've misunderstood something because then from that you can then take away the whole kieran having to tell everyone and kieran still has his his issue because he was telling everyone from the start no the ogre's the good guy and nobody listened to me and now i'm gonna help take look after this thing and then mm-hmm. he can get really annoyed at the end of like no why didn't you come with me though I yeah. fought your corner before you even showed up, and now you're yeah. not going to side with yeah. me. You're going to side with this guy who actually helped fight you initially. 
and helped to lose yep. all this mass. Sure, he went off and got him back for you, but he solved a problem he caused. I was yep. on your side the whole time. I was shoved aside for it. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's, there's potential here. Oh, yeah. But as you say, it's just not executed correctly. No. So let's let let's touch on what we spoke about in the the spoiler free section about the the lie element and the the choice the choice that you don't get to make. Mm. So uh, it because we we were kind of hinting, <laughs> but we didn't say. Are we both in agreement that that basically? I'd have Steven told him. Should have. Pardon. I'd have t- I'd have oh, told okay. him about the story. I'd have immediately been like, oh no. You, we, we don't talk in secret with your grandpa and his older sister. Yeah, go get him. Go wake him up. Okay. So the, why are the we not? From- why? Why is? Because especially when he comes up and he's like, "Oh, what's happened? What?" When you first meet Ogapon and Ogapon runs off. Oh, Kieran comes up. Oh, what happened? Nothing. Why did I say yeah. nothing? Yeah. I just saw That's the just ogre. Sort of- Here's this mask. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I know you really like him. There's no reason to hide it from him. So for me, the one I the the one I was talking about, you're absolutely right. Though there's, I think there's two actually two mm. points where the urgency is taken away from your character, and the other part is later on where is is what happens as always in in Pokemon games of he's the legendary, you get to catch it, but it feels like Kieran should be the one to catch. It. He's the one that's had this bond with this Pokemon, this you know this love for this Pokemon, and how do they settle it? Well, the game developers decide to go. Okay, let's just make Kieran challenge you to a fight, and then he says that whoever wins gets that Pokemon to the point where Carmine even goes, "No, you've got to take the Pokemon's feelings into consideration." And it's just like this one eighty twist for Kieran of, like, wait, where where did this attitude suddenly mm. come from? Because like for me, like up until that point before the fight, and Kieran, you know, you know, suddenly like throws a straw. Like I wanted a dialogue option that basically said, "No, you take Ogapon." Like, yeah, I might have helped, but like, I've got no connection with this Pokemon. You obviously have, and I think that you would complement one another and make each other better. And yet, my main character just comes in as always does and goes, "No, nah, I'm having all the legendaries. I'm the main mm. character." And it's, it's so weird because, like, Even and Carmine are the main characters of this. But as always, there's this dragging act between your character and them when they should have just gone, no, okay, no, these two are the main characters and your character's just not involved. Like, it's one of the problems with Pokemon is by trying to force you to have this this mute character that they have no personality and therefore, like, they don't impact on the story as much as the story kind of forces them and shunts them to do things. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not the first time they've done that because I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before. Sword and Shield is Hop's story and you're Mm -hmm. his rival. Like he's, he's the main character. He's the protagonist. He's the one who's got actual things to live up to. You're just a guy who shows up and is good at Pokemon and beats him at every turn. But even in that, you feel like he's doing his own thing besides you. He's going off, he's having his own adventures, he's having his own breakdowns over bead beating him and things like that. Whereas you were just the villain in Kieran's story. You you show yeah. up and just ruin his life. Yeah. And you I do. never yeah. got the option to not do that. <laughs> yeah. It forces you to do it, which just oh, it it's it is absolutely heartbreaking that that as always, 
they bring something out and two people that have never written anything, that have never developed a game before, somehow come up with better character motivations and story beats than people that do it. That still end in the same place. Yeah. They still have all the same beats. They're just... Yeah. And we're not... like And, like, the the, the 4v1 mechanic is... It's in the game. In the game! Like, and, and it's just... It's just infuriating that... Because that's it. Because you make the ogre den a terrestrial den. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... it's like, and, and it's such a shame because, like, the, the, the Pokemon that are, are introduced, like, like you say, the, the three of them just don't really have any personality outside of... They growl at the screen a handful of times. They, you're forced to fight Monkey Dory the first time. Then they steal the masks and run off. And no, sorry, they run off. Then they go to the villagers. The villagers go, "Oh, look, it's the three of them. Let's let's give them the masks, and then let's feed them something that that forces them into basically what is the equivalent of the um, the Titan Pokemon, except for the yeah. Cool I think they Titanic. do kind of say the mochi is full of their sh- best herbs. Right, is that what they say? Okay. They do. So it's kind of hinted at that they're not quite okay. Um, Herba Mystica. Because right. again, this is the same. The Herba Mystica were brought up from Area Zero. It's full of terrestrial energy. So it makes sense if there's terrestrial crystals popping up that they've got some herbs that give off a slight Titan feel, even though they're yep. not fully Titans. Agreed. Um, so then, you, then you're forced to, to fight them 2v1. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did enjoy, and the challenge—I I did enjoy the challenge there because you, you, at that point you still don't know what typing they are, and you're still trying to do that guessing game of okay, okay. what's super effective, what's not very effective. So I, I did enjoy that. I disagree, and here's the reason: okay. because when they're on the map, did you read any of the extra info about them? No. Does okay. it reveal? It says exactly what they are. It says like Monkey Dory wanted to be uh, used to be stupid, but gained intelligence and beca- and got psychic powers it says that uh fezendipity wanted to be beautiful which is probably the most uh, most touch and go one but clearly fairy in my eyes and then it says yeah. that um okie dokie wanted big muscles okay so you went into those fights knowing what okay, i know what were. okay okay um so then you you battle them you beat them you get the mask back, but you don't catch them at that point. You then, later on, have to go back to the same areas, but the game doesn't tell you. It doesn't hint at it. It is literally just... I, I finished the game. I was like, wait, how do I get these three Pokemon now? And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, just go back to where you beat them. I was like, what? Like, There's no story elements or anything. It's literally just go back, find them, and beat them in... Where you and, fought them and, already. Yeah. And catch them, which is like, okay, right, fair enough. Here's um, the other thing as well. What, what were they doing with those masks? I don't know because they don't I, wear them, which I say think, it. which I think, I think is a missed opportunity for them not to wear them. Yeah. I think you could have quite easily had you fight them in their Titan form, they shrink, and then because they're depowered, they put the masks on. Oh, and then you're introduced to the mask mechanic early, and yeah. then the ending fight isn't really changed because then you've got to face all four masks back to back anyway. 
And I like the challenge of that because you go into that first battle thinking, okay, right, I've got to fight. Uh, you know, if you figured it out, a fighting poison type, for example, only for them to go, oh, it's suddenly poison rock. So actually, I, I think it just po- becomes pure rock. I think oh, it's how the masks right. work. Okay, yeah. but it adds that extra challenge, and it's what I liked about the Titan fight where you have to uh, fight against um, Tasugiri. Is it's Instead of it being a you know two elements, it's three elements. It's like okay, you you, you fight it as normal. Okay, you're beating it. Oh wait, there's an extra element and the typing's slightly different, and therefore you have to pivot a little bit, and it adds to the challenge. And I would have liked that a bit more instead of you know it's a t- it's a two on one fight, which never felt challenging to me because you know you 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 Carmine's got I think three Pokemon at the bare minimum. I only ever saw two. And it's just not, they're just not difficult fights. They're just time consuming fights, is mm-hmm. what I found um, with, with, my, with my Pokemon. Um, and, and I just, yeah, the, these three, like all the information that we had leading up to the release of this felt like those characters were going to have loads of personality and Ogapon was going to have, like, it's almost like they, we, we, we got the opposite of what I expected, at least, was, you know, we're going to get all this history about the three loyal people and all this, like, oh, these are the characters' designs. Look look how, like, happy and funny they are. And I thought we were going to get something a bit like um, the three Musketeers, even mm-hmm. though we've kind of already had that in Pokemon. I, I thought they'd all bounce off one another's energy and all that because maybe one's smart, one's dumb, one's strong. Like, I thought they'd all bounce off one another, and we didn't get any of that. They are no. literally just... Nah, and they they look at the screen and the screen shakes and that's about it. But then cut we got cut wait. away. You can't show any action. Wait, yep, a character's going to fall over in this scene, so we can show them standing up, but then cut to black and then show yep. them on the ground. Yep, yep. Like, lazy as, as as they always are. Um, and there's even a part where the where it's like, okay, let's take a selfie, and it actually goes to black, and there's a piece of text, and there's no actual selfie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> earlier on as well, which I was like, wait, what? Um, I also had an issue where when it gave you the four masks, my game's frame rate absolutely tanked. Oh, okay. Because, and the only thing I can think of is it's giving you four items at once. And it's you've not had these items already in your inventory, so it's like, okay, right, I'm adding these into your game files now. Um, what I, what I, you know what this game actually suffers from? And is like, and it's what all the games suffer from, really, is perspective in terms of you're in this region and this is how it ties into the world and the only one that we got that with i think is is Jirito and kanto and you can go between one and the other and the fact that you actually have to get on a plane for this and it doesn't show part of the world map to kind of tie in with oh, yeah, okay there, right there's no indiana jones dots across the world map unfortunately you, you get a little circle in the corner with a plane a, a, anim- actually an animated plane a Dragonite flying, not in high quality or anything, and an airplane sound. And, you know, you, this is how low the bar is, right? I actually really enjoyed that and really liked it. And then when I saw the the three Corviknights flying in the thing and realized that's that's really bad, but that's where they've set the bar. Yeah. It's like... It, well, the thing is, it changes per region now because you get the Corviknights in uh, Sword and Shield. You get the Squawkabillies in the base game, oh, and yeah. here it's Noctowl. 
Oh, missed that. Right. Okay. Yeah, the fl- the flying taxis are knocked out here. Doesn't yeah, make any difference right. to the game, but there you go. There's a little bit of aesthetics. Also, talking about aesthetics, they try and really sell you on the fact that you can change the theme of your menu now. So I I discovered that option by complete accident. I was just like, I'd almost completely, I went, oh, let's talk to the lady in reception. Oh, you can turn this off, you know. Has it been, oh, it's on? been on all this? Yeah, I was just like, wait, what? And I opened up the menu. I was like, oh, you've got these green, these beautiful green little bars at the top and the bottom that are like floating leaves. I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh, wow, that's absolutely amazing. And then I made the mental note to, okay, when I go to other areas, I'll check to see what it looks like. I never checked it. I never noticed it. Well, there is also a guy who you meet at the Loyal Three's um, shrine who gives you an app that changes it to match your case. Oh. So this was something they were really proud of. Apparently so. And you know what? It was one of the things I praised them on in the the review is like, I remember that when you did the the trials, they'd have like the top bar and it'd be like, I always remember the the, uh, Sunflora one. And like it always looked beautiful because there's no lag, it's gorgeous colours, it flows really beautifully. So that, Game Freak, you've got that part nailed down. Absolutely fantastic. It's the other parts that you need to like mix up, especially for the next piece of DLC, because it comes out uh oh, we're in September now, and we're thinking as late as April. Yeah. Possibly. I I I, I think we're gonna get a November release. If you if you had to put a gun at my head and say what what where is it going to come out, I would say November release because we're not getting a mainline game this year, and they want to hit yep. that Christmas market. Agreed. Uh, I think that's when that comes out, and then literally you get a Pokemon Presents or something late November, early December to go. Oh, there's a new game coming out next February, by the way. Yeah, I, Here, I, and here's the next remake. Yeah, like honestly, like I really do feel like after the DLC, we won't be waiting long for the for whatever the next. The next game is. Um, there is a couple of things that I do want to like praise them on, though. I, mm-hmm. I, I think is like, um, like the, the fact that for better or worse, they like to like tweak with things. They don't just leave things. And the more pico transformation, like where the stomach growls, like that's new, right? Uh, Please tell I me think, that's new. I think, I think the growling is new, and I think he also eats something to transform back. I didn't see it myself, but Lewis Point okay. said it to me. He was like, oh, isn't that cool that it, it pulls out a little berry and eats it, and that transforms him back that. from his hangry form. That's cool. That's a yep. cool bit of animation that they've added in. Yep. Um, another one is uh, I found a wild sand slash, and it rolls up like Sonic and chases you. Nice. Uh, so I was, I was quite pleased with that, because I, like, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I was like, wait, did that just happen? But then it took about five minutes. The sand slash was just standing there staring at me. I'm like come on do it again and then it finally did it and i was like okay that's that's quite nice um there's a little bit of humor in this um not much there's there's a you know maridon pops out when kieran the word is sandwich sandwich, which is i was like okay that's absolutely he's like like, kieran's uh text is something like what is this kaiju looking thing i was like okay that's a that's a nice bit of a bit of humor 
Um, what else? I, I'm running out of notes here, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, the, you know what? Actually, one thing that this game did need, um, and it, it's something that I couldn't really cover in the non-spoiler part, is uh, is when I mentioned about, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to ride, ride on and you should have to walk to the places because you are quite early on set up for... You're with a partner, and it starts with Kieran, then eventually shifts with, to, to um, Carmine, and you have to travel around the map. And it really would have benefited from what you got in Area Zero of you and your friend wandering together, and you get the text dialogue to, you know, flesh out the characters like, oh, yeah, you're from here, da da da. But now thinking about your characters are mute. So. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't help that the game is clearly set up to be a case of, oh, well, here's the story, but you can go off and explore the entire region if you want to. There's nothing to find, which we've said many times. Again, it's even more empty than Paldea, and that's saying a lot. Uh, do you know, there's, I was watching a video the other day, and it talks about the fact that there's a rule that was kind of set up um, by it, when it comes to open-world RPGs that there should be something to find about every 40 seconds. Yeah. There should be a place of interest within every 40 seconds. And realistically, the only place of interest is the main town. That's where you get all your quests, as few as there are, and mm. as lacking as they are. And then everything else to discover is just Pokemon, which is not saying a lot when they're all pokemon you've discovered before you're not before, finding these for yeah. the first time the only like sure there's diplin but diplin you don't even you don't even find in the wild you have to evolve it yeah um what's what's the other new one match ma- i hate his name so much Pulcher, Pulcher geist Pulcher geist is kind of cool to find in the wild i think there's a terrestrial one so there's one that's static I, yeah yeah and it's teacup that you need to evolve it because for some reason they decided the poltergeist and sinisty need to swap which way round they are. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, good point. Yeah, forgot about that. But you find the broken teacup to evolve it basically right by that area where you catch it in no one I... of those little quote unquote yeah. caves. Yeah. I found it on accident, just pure. I was like, oh, okay, right, I got the item. Right, that's one less guy I have to look up when I'm when I'm trying to complete the Pokedex. And you know, the only Pokemon that would have been really, really cool to see in the wild is at the end of a single side quest and is an so, auto-catch. Which, let's talk about this Pokemon because yeah. this Pokemon infuriates me because... Oh, okay. And, and, okay, right. And the, the reason being is that the whole... My, my understanding about Legends Arcus is that it introduced a load of Pokemon that you couldn't get anymore, which is why you hadn't seen them in the modern day game. So we've got things like Cleaver, Ursuluna, Basculegion, which, okay. Basculegion you can get in Kitakami. You can get in Kitakami. So you get you get White Striped Basculin, which is oh, what is you that available? need for Basculegion. Right. Okay. So See, that, that, I, that's kind of fine. I, I get that as a case of can, it's a specific variety of this yep. one fish. It did exist here. It no longer does, but it now exists somewhere else. Yep. Cool. We'll take that. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. But then, and I'll come on to I'll come on to Ursuline in a bit. But like, um, what um, what, what's the name now? Perrin. Perrin has, has a, a Growlithe. A, 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 a Suyin Growlithe, and I'm like, okay, well, uh, I. <laughs> 
I, I understand the link there because you are from Sinnoh, which used to be Hisui, and you have ancestors that were... I, 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 I get the link that's there. I get the chain of events. But this just throws into question, well, hold on then, why have we never seen this growl? And I, I get multiverse and all that, but it just it just throws me out a little bit because it's like, well, this Pokemon isn't a regional variant. It's literally a a past variant, which now exists still in the present day. Mm-hmm. It, it, it confuses me. And which I could forgive if it was just that, but then they bring in what is described as Blood Moon Beast. So I thought, ah, Paradox Pokemon. Only then to find out, oh, it's not a Paradox Pokemon. It's a form of Ursaluna. But Ursaluna existed in the Legends Arceus time, which was how long ago? A couple of hundred years? Uh, possibly. It's, it's, now- it's up for debate, but within, I think some people have said it's actually within the last hundred years. Whoa. Wow! Like, like eighty civilization, years ago, civilization developed fast. I mean, civilization did develop fast, buddy. I know, but when you point like, I'm just like, hold on, they're in huts. It's fine. Yeah, I it's- mean, realistically, it depends how you look at it because there's already um, Galarian Weezing, which is based off around smokestacks. So, did smokestacks already exist? So, are we already uh, in the industrial revolution? point actually so they, mm. they, there's so much about that game that's up in the air and yeah it's supposed to be that way yeah but what but this ursaluna you... blood moon ursaluna is already said to have come from hisui it floated over on an ice drift landed where's here. that information i think the perrin po- says it okay it's either perrin says it or it's in the pokedex entry that this ursaluna floated over on an ice drift and has just like survived. Have you got Scarlet or Violet? I've got Scarlet. Uh, no, sorry, I've got. Well, I've got both, but I only completed Violet, so I guess Violet was the DLC I had to get because okay. I'm not paying sixty right. quid for this DLC, which is another complete like. Come on, like charging twice. I I understand. Um, I I was gonna say I understand it for the base game, but. I, I get that it's a thing that we've always done with the base game, but if I buy the DLC, just let me have the DLC. Let me have the yeah, DLC like, for either game. For the base game, like after Legends of Arceus, it proves that you don't need two games, two versions. But I, I, I can forgive Pokemon for it because I don't buy both of them. I just buy one of them, so it's mm-hmm. not like I'm double paying. And I don't think the time they would save just doing one version would actually equate to that much. Outside of they swap a couple of the models around. That's that's about it. Like it, it, production is is done for the most part. Once the game's pretty much done, so it, it it's fine. I can forgive that. But the DLC, like there's a, there was an argument for Sword and Shield. Okay, yeah, there's certain differences between the two in terms of character models and stuff. Fine, I don't agree with. Fine, but this, as far as I'm aware, they're exactly the same piece of DLC. And the thing and is, yet- my I again, I have both games. I have Violet, which has access to the DLC, and I have Scarlet, that's DLC ready. It already has the update on it because I can already trade all the Kitakami Pokemon over to that version of Scarlet even without the DLC, which is great. But what it means is this is now effectively on disc DLC. Yeah. So you're paying me for an access or you're asking me to pay for an access code. 
Yeah. Twice. I didn't yeah, agree with it's... it in Sword and Shield. I don't agree with it now. No, it's dirty. It's absolutely dirty. But, so what did you make of uh, Blood Moon Beast? And it, I think it's, it's a just... phenomenal design. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's signature move is really, really cool. I think it's going to be crazy good if it's allowed in competitive. I Agreed. don't know if it will be allowed in competitive. So it's its ability basically means that it can hit in its normal and fighting moves can hit ghost types. Yeah. And there was something about evasiveness, like it ignores ev- evasion. Cool. Something like that. Like th- This thing is shaping up to be an absolutely cracked Pokemon. I mean, um, Ursaluna already was. Yeah. And it's, this is just like, okay, let's take that Pokemon and make it even more busted. Um, and its design's really nice. It's like, it's... What I like is they didn't go for a lazy design. They went, okay, Ursaluna, but it's now stood up. So it's got elements of Ursaluna and Ursa Ring. And like, it's got what I can only describe as hardened mud over its top mm-hmm. half and over one of its eyes, which means that that eye, apparently, according to the Pokedex, doesn't work. Uh, it and- sees in the dark. Oh, its left eye does. specifically sees in the dark. Right. So, yes. It's quite nice. It's, so it's, this... it's uh, similar to how eye patches were actually used. You know this? Okay. Uh, no. That's right. So, eye patches, uh, synonymous with pirates, oh. right? But it's because they take... They take it off when they go into the lower decks with no lights. So that yep. you cover up when you come out, so that your eyes adjust to the daylight. And then when you go into the lower decks, you have an eye that's already adjusted to dark. Yep. So that's the kind of idea that they've gone with there. It's lost its eyebrows. Oh, was it? Yeah, Ursaluna has its two like offset eyebrows that look like clouds coming over the moon. It's lost its Uh eyebrows, which is kind of funny. I don't know. I think it's a really cool design. It's kind of a shame that this is probably it. This is the one and done. Um, I've heard people relate to like Ash Greninja that that was a one-off type of Pokemon that you could get. And we'll never see it again. So yeah, the, the, this Pokemon bizarrely appears in. in so when I when I was I've got a fly buzzing around. <laughs> when I was um, when I was looking at the Pokedex and I was like, okay, what are the Pokemon that I need to complete it? All it said in the guide I was using was Ursaluna. So I transferred it over an Ursaluna, only to find out, wait, it's not registered in the Pokedex. That's really weird. So I transferred the Ursaluna back and confirmed that it hadn't updated. So is this a different Pokemon? Because it's got its own Pokedex slot, which apparently is different than normal Ursaluna. But, like, Greninja... Battlebond Greninja... Uh, didn't. Didn't. Because it was a normal Greninja, just with a different ability. Whereas this is but a this different is... form. Except from it's so, not a form. This is what this is what I'm finding fascinating about the, this Pokemon... Is like we've because gone even through, regional variants take up the same Pokedex. They do, but this isn't a. This doesn't feel like a regional form, though. No, this is a one-off form. So hmm. I'm so like in future entries. Is it just going to be Ursaluna, Ursaluna variant in the same Pokedex entry, or is it going to be Ursaluna? Blood Moon Beast, but then it's not called Blood. It's only called Blood Moon Beast when, when Perrin's talking yeah. about it. It is called the Blood Moon form because it's got the red moon on its forehead yeah. and it's got the Blood Moon move. Which have you seen this move? 
I have, but I can't remember. Really, isn't it just like it sees a loads of clouds, a red moon appears, and then it fires a laser? Uh, basically. But do you know it's yeah. 140 base power? <laughs> and 100% accurate. <laughs> what? What typing is it? I think... I think it's normal he oh, wants to I, say off the top of his head i want to know th- i want to know this now i want to look up this pokemon hold on Control blood, F, let's blood moon its design is gorgeous it is it's it's really good like it, it's absolutely uh, it's a normal type special move only got five pp but yeah it's 140 base power and 100 accuracy but you can't use it twice in a row so same as Tinkerton, okay. same as Tinkerton, Gigaton, Gigaton, Gigaton Hammer. Hammer, which I love. <laughs> I love yeah, those kind of moves. Right, I'm just looking at his stats as well. Stats are it gets a bit. Oh, it's a special attacker opposed to Ursa Luna normal, which is a physical attacker. It's got slightly better stats, but not massively. Okay, yeah, it, right. it's it's differently built. It hasn't got as much HP. It's built more in defense, special attacker rather than attacker, as you say little bit less in special defense oh ever so, so slightly more in speed and i was slightly off with its ability so i was right about the you know it can hit ghost types with normal and fighting type moves mm. while it itself is immune to ghost types um it also prevents other pokemon from lowering the accuracy stat stage of the user and ignores changes to opponents evasiveness so basically this thing is always hitting for the most part its target yeah I- Okay, this is going to be on some teams then in competitive. I have to assume so. Yeah, I mean the thing is as well, it's now a special attacker, which is even better because uh, physical attackers are great, but the problem is that intimidate is rampant. It is. While we don't have a special attacking intimidate, this is going to be great. I think this is going to be a phenomenal Pokemon. Yeah, um, really cool design. I think it's a nice reward for doing the side quest. I've already made my views clear on the side quest. I wish it was better. I think this is a cool mm-hmm. reward. Yeah, yeah. Just would have been better, I think, if it was like, oh, you've d- you've done the other nine. Or was this really weird Pokemon up there? Go and explore. You go into the forest and you're just like, what is? Th- okay, that's an Ursa ring. Wait, what? And then like, as you start to put it together and go, oh, this is a unique Pokemon that I've never seen before rather than you go into the forest and i mean there you go as well she could be like oh i'm i hunt down uh what what do you call it when they're like not mythical creatures but like bigfoot i'm hunting down a pseudowoodo that is this particular pseudowoodo and you go and find it and it's like uh it's not quite what we thought it was you know, yeah. oh, it's instead of having little balls on the end of hands, it's got big bushes, and it's actually just a pseudowoodo that's hu- likes hiding next to trees. Yeah. So you go around, you take loads of pictures, and you realize, oh, that's not what we thought it was. That's not what the legend yeah. says. Okay, we've proved it wrong. Oh, the blood moon beast. Let's go for. Oh, okay, no, oh. that that's a blood <laughs> that moon real. beast. <laughs> that's yeah. a big old werebear right there. <laughs> yeah. It would. Oh, just like again execution execution seems to be the the issue um i'm trying to think what what else i've got there's a handful of things that i've got that are minor um one of the issues with the original scarlet and violet is that whenever professor toro or sada was on one of the tv screens it was just a png or jpeg Mm -hmm. didn't move they've actually fixed that when you're actually in the community center if you look at the tv it's actually moving okay which again 
bar so low that that is apparently an improvement um and i did notice there's a new wading through water animation but i i might have never just seen that in the base game but i think i would have seen it at some point no not sure but then most of the water you go in you end up drowning anyway in the base game i don't think you can go into it can you can you even walk into water until rider jumps out i don't think so you're right because you drown in legends arceus because you can die in that game whereas you can't die in this game so i think Mm. you just can't use water which is why i was very confused when they were like yeah you're gonna dive to the bottom and get the crystals i was like how wait what and then they how oh Oh. that melotic coming out of the water looks so bad oh you didn't even like stretch it out much it was like they done what it's like they took okay let's take the animation when it's like moving in a battle and just freeze it to that and get to jump out at that and then it lands and it 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 looked it didn't look good in in my opinion while we're talking about because this is the i think the last thing i've got so the crystal pool location is obviously related in some way to area zero Mm-hmm. And you get the similar color, you get the crystals at the bottom, and then you get Glamora. Certain... Pardon? Glamora is kicking around, which it is, is the yes. um, terrestrial flower looking Pokemon. You're right. So that's another thing. And then you get certain musical cues when you're in that area. It kind of starts with Area Zero and then goes off on its own like soundtrack. So there's that's obviously linked in some way, and it's disappointing that all we got is literally. Let's go get the crystals, and then Briar turns up and goes, Haha, bet you can't wait for the second part of the DLC. See ya! Yeah, and it's like... Yeah. It's like, if oh. I wanted to be teased, I, I could have spent my 30 quid elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> random random side point that I want to talk about very briefly. Um, okay. Have you done the rich couple uh, side quest? Not yet, no. Okay, so I just want to bring this up because I've seen a lot of places people... Have you met them at least? I haven't even met them yet, even now. Okay, so they're right at the front end of the orchard at Apple Hills. Okay. Um, You go up to them and there's a man and a woman. It's Billy and O'Nair. Okay. Billy and Air. You see what they did there? Oh, um, clever. Yeah. And they are dressed head to toe in what effectively looks like gold Gucci Pokemon attire. So Billy's in a gold Gucci gi. Okay. And she's in like it's fairly low cut setup and their hair is gray and gold. It's it's ridiculous. Okay. And they're clearly supposed to be just people who've got far too much money. Like they refer to you as commoner the whole way through. Oh, do they? Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. But what's kind of annoyed me <laughs> is that people are insistent that that's Nimona's parents. Because, okay, because there, there is a reference that her parents weren't around a lot. Her parents, well, there's, there's three things we get. Her parents aren't around a lot. She lives in a mansion yeah. with lots and lots of servants. And we know that her father is the head of the Rotom phone company. Okay. Those are the three things we know about Nimona's parents. These people are rich. From Paldea. And as far as I can tell, that's what people are going off of. And it really upsets me because (sighs) she says at some point that she's the CEO of Paldea Realty. 
and then says later on during your because again i sat there and watched all of this because i'm really diving in deep to these games to find anything i can (laughs) she says later oh our company which means that they both work for paldea realty it's not the roton phone company and it's one of those things where I looked into where this information has come from, because it's everywhere. If you if you search Nimona's parents, if you search Glitterati, if you search uh, Billy and Onair, it's like, oh, it's Nimona's parents. It's the I'm, first thing, like, I, I, I literally... I, 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 yeah, you've just searched it? And it's the first first thing is literally a video. Like, I've put nothing about Nimona. I've literally put Pokemon the Teal Mask, Rich Quest, and the, f- the first hit is a video that says, Secret Side Quest, Where to Find Nimona's Parents. What? And I'm fairly Which? certain this has come from a leak. I think it's because a leaker found them and was like, okay. oh, here's Nimona's parents. Right. And everybody's accepted it as fact. I don't think it's fact. I, no, don't, I, do, not, I do not think they're Nimona's parents. Especially, and I, I put a tweet out about this, we see Perrin, who is quite clearly supposed to be a descendant of Adamant. She's got the Hisui connection. She's <laughs> yeah. got the Growlithe. She's got uh, Leafeon is her ace. And she's got the hair. Mm-hmm. We know, we've seen Legends Arceus. We know that parents and ancestors share genetic traits to the yeah. freaking hair color. Yeah. They look nothing like Nimona. I don't buy it. I, I don't buy that that's that. her parents. I, I can understand if one of my green hair, because Nimona has that green streak in her hair, mm-hmm. doesn't she? That's what uh, you'd it, have to include for me to be like, yes. yeah, that's her parents. Yeah, like, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Or even I'd buy that they dyed the green parts of their hair gold because they just like gold because they're those kind of people. But they set up that no, sh- she's the head of Paldea Realty and he works for her. It's mm. it. I I. I hmm. Anyway, that's that's I me think. taking issue with the fan base. Anyway, <laughs> as we do. As so, we do. anything else that you want to cover on the teal mask uh, before we wrap up? Um, Ogapon's design is disgusting. I hate his face. Yeah, it was weird seeing it without the mask. I thought we were going to get it wearing the mask without the entire thing. I don't think it's as cute as it's meant to be, and it has a weird star butt. <laughs> you didn't notice that, right? Yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got a star butt. I don't like its face. I really don't like the fact that his legs look like they've been chopped in half. Yeah, they, it looks... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're flat on the inside. I'm like, oh, don't like that weird and you know what the other weird thing was with that quest is at one point it's like okay the ogapon's gonna follow you around but i can hop on my ride on and i'm just jumping all over the place it disappears and it has that it's obviously it got that behind like, a rock it, it's basically like wherever the camera isn't is where you know it's going to appear when you cycle the camera back mm-hmm. so it hasn't even got an animation to follow you down it just kind of okay let's just teleport it back and i think that you know what actually this is where where i want to end it is like is Ogapon myth or actually a thing that the villagers know about? Because it's implied both ways in the story of it. Part of it makes it sound like, oh, Ogapon was this mythical creature, just like the legendary trio, whatever they're called. And, you know, it's 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 lost to myth. But then you've got elements of them going, yeah, don't go near the Ogre's cave. If you, know, if you think the Ogre's bad and it's got a cave, like... Why aren't you doing something about it? Yeah, that's fair. Like, Maybe I, because I, people do think it's myth. People think that it was a long, long time ago. And it was a long, long time ago from what we can tell. I I don't think, again, a date is ever actually put on it. I think I, 
I've got it in my head that it was a hundred years ago, and I don't know why. Mm. Um, but Ogapon kind of is just still alive, and the loyal three just come back to life as soon as you're present. Yeah, life energy Which, apparently. That's ne- it's actually never explained. They never give <laughs> any reason for it. They're just like, you show up, I'm alive now. Not the first yeah, time you came here. So the, the, the like, just just at an arbitrary time that you came here. All you see is purple energy, and I honestly thought, do you have the mask is, in your possession at that point? I think you've uh, already left the mask, right? Yeah, you've left the mask. We oh, I can't remember. Oh, I don't now. know. See, maybe it's but the then, mask that but, wakes them up. But then, like, what is? Terrestrialization, because I, I'm the masks have got some kind of crystals in which are linked to terrestrialization. Okay, fine. They allow your Pokemon to terrestrialize. Fine. At no point is it stated that terrestrialization energy can bring people back from the dead. Otherwise, surely Arvin's parents would still be around and we wouldn't have needed a robot. Yeah. I, I, I like literally you go to where their where basically their gravestone is. And it blows up. Purple energy shoots in the air, which I swear is just recycled from Dynamax and Gigantamax. I swear it's just a recycled version of that because it looks so similar to the point where that's where my head went. It was like, okay, there's there's something linked to Gen 8. And it's, oh no, the three Pokemon have somehow literally come back from the dead. And to it's nick a couple never of masks. explained. To nick yeah. a couple of masks and stand at the edge of the region. Never explained. They never do anything with them. We don't know why they want them. We don't know where they came from. What, how they knew about these masks in the first place. Because they're not naturally occurring. They, no. they, they were it's, made. It says that room... So one of, the, one of the cinematics you get is basically room is spread and these three Pokemon came because they wanted to steal them. And that literally the whole motivation is they just saw an idea to steal something. And that's it. Yeah, and then they come That's back it. out of spite. Yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd have forgiven it a bit if they came back as, like, ghost Pokemon. This, this, it's a thing. Like, it's, ghosts are a thing in Pokemon. Like, I could I could be like, okay, I, I get that. Like, the fact that suddenly this mask is in close proximity, the ghost's like, finally, we're going to get the mask back, and they raise from the dead. I, I could get behind that. And even but- the chains then become, like, that's still their link to the ghostly realm. There you go. You know, it's, it's it's the Ebenezer Scrooge uh, Christmas Carol. It's the chains that bind them and things yeah. like that. You know, cool. Get, make them all ghost types instead of poison types, which I also think is a cop out. I'm really upset that they sold us that we're going to get heroic poison types, and they went, "Nah, villains." Yeah. Can we have a and nice? Can we have a good poison type, please? Can we have a poison yeah, type that's and, just a good guy? And the thing that annoys me is fe- Ferin Fezendipity is fairy poison type, which I, I really like that typing because it's so rare. Yeah, it's a fly type, and it's weak to ground. Yeah, it's fl- it's it's fl- but again, three typings are thing. So. Um, toxic chain, thankfully, isn't as broken as I thought it was going to be. Because I remember reading it, and there was like, oh, anytime you attack, it doesn't even have to make contact. You badly poison, and it's like, well, is that just a free toxic every time I attack? No, mm. it's it's a chance. Yeah, which is still really good. A chance to just toxic every time you attack is yeah is really good. Yeah, but not as good as I thought it was going to be. No, any anything you want to 
say just to close out the Teal Mask review? There's not a lot I want to say that I haven't already said. So, yeah, just don't... I if If you're on the fence... Well, if you're on the fence and you're still here, then you didn't care about spoilers. And fair play to you, because there's <laughs> yep. not a lot to spoil, really. No. Just, just wait. Just wait until yeah. it's finished. It's, I, that's, what's, that's what's annoyed me, is I bought the DLC to finish the game I already had, because I don't think Scarlet and Violet is a full story. And this, far, and this first part just, again, asks more questions than it answers. It doesn't offer me a complete story. And it doesn't complete the story that's already incomplete. So as somebody who came into it mainly focused on the story, it it failed for me. I think the the only thing the only thing I I, I think I have to add is that you know the Isle of Army kind of did did it better, I think. But that's not to say the Isle of Armour was good, which is like, what's that say about this this piece of DLC, unfortunately? I think if, if you're looking to spend money to get entertainment out of a game, I think there are, at the moment, way better games you can get for an extra £10 that you will get, you know, you know a, a massive amount of time out of i'm trying to think of the weird ways Again, yeah, yeah no, no you'll get a longer experience builds. out of it i mean yeah. for value your your time per pound time per dollar hour per dollar again yeah. I've, I've been playing Baldur's gate i've sunk 60 hours into that game and i'm now going into the third act of it yeah and that cost me 50 pound that you can't tell me this is three-fifths of Baldur's gate you just can't <laughs> And I know, and I know there'll be people screaming at me, going, "You can't compare games to Baldur's Gate." That's fine. It's all right for you to have that opinion, but that's the world we live in now, where you can spend thirty dollars, thirty pounds, and get the teal mask, Mm. and sure, later, Blueberry Academy or Indigo Disc, or you can save up for a little bit and get hundreds of hours worth of gameplay. Yeah, with an RPG which allows you to make choices that matter. Yeah, fair point. It's a fair point, but I'd like to know what other people think. Uh, we've got the links down below. Uh, if you're on YouTube, just leave a comment. But if you are listening on podcast platform of your choosing, you know, send us an email, um, tweet at us. I really want to know what other people think. Are are we in agreement with our our listeners? Uh, are we completely at odds with them? You're Let allowed know, to. Honest- you're allowed to enjoy you, it. By the way. Yes, We're never ever going yeah. to take away from you. We no. we are here to share our opinions. If you got something out of this, more power to you. Yeah. But we can't sugarcoat our experience. Agreed. Uh, and before you go, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Usually you just have to scroll down. You can just give us five stars and give us a humorous review that we can read out. Uh, and obviously, if you're on YouTube, leave a like. Um, Connor. Where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. Ben, you can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. That's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya. See ya.